Hello and welcome to the final whistle. My name's Kenzie Benali. And I'm Steve Forbes. Well, it finishes Southampton 1, Everton 2 here at St Mary's Stadium. And rejoining us uh, for the final whistle is two former Saints captains, Klaus Lindikvam and Dean Hammond. Dean, we'll come to you first to get your general thoughts on today's match. <laughs> I suppose, Kenzie, just uh, disappointment again. Um, three defeats in a row and probably three defeats that um, could have been avoided um, to be honest um, so I think that's the frustration I think in the first half it was a bit, little bit of a non-event um, a lack of real quality from, from both teams um, a lack of intensity really from, from both teams maybe that was from um, the change of formation or the change of have just lost Dean there. Um, yeah, hopefully, so. he'll be rejoining us shortly. Back, so, yeah, oh, here again. he is! Here he is! Fantastic! Sorry, <laughs> Dean. Please, please carry on. We've lost vision here, so we we can hear you, but we can't see you. So, when your sound went, we really panicked. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just saying. I think in the first half, um, just a lack of quality from both teams. Um, didn't seem to be the intensity that we expected uh, from from Southampton. Um, Poor decisions on the ball in possession. Looked a little bit nervous, to be honest. Um, that could have been down to um, the change, the amount of changes. Um, I think the change in formation is the first time we played 4-2-2-2 this season. Um, and then the game came to life in, in the second half with a mad five minutes um, where um, Southampton took the lead with a fantastic goal. And then um, the disappointment would be conceding so quickly afterwards. Then Shea Adams having a fantastic chance and then Everton going down the other end and, and, and getting the um, second goal. So just a crazy five minutes, um, which again, I think the goals could have been avoided. That would have been the frustration as well. And then some good endeavour, some good effort from, from the players, um, created some chances. But just that quality in the final moments really is letting Southampton down at the moment in both boxes, whether that's defending or attacking. And, that's difficult at this level, especially in the Premier League. If you if, if you can't take your chances and you're conceding goals, it's difficult to, to win games. And that was the case again today. So I can't say Everton deserved to win the game, um, but they did. Um, and that would be the disappointment. Yeah, we will go on to discuss more uh, specific moments in the game in more depth shortly. Uh, but for now, Klaus, it'd be great to hear your general thoughts on today's game. Yeah, sure, can see. I, uh, obviously, I agree with Dean on... A very poor first half from uh, both teams. Um, not much happening at all. A nervous sort of uh, first 45. Second half, we we come off the blocks, score the first goal, uh, taking the league. It, it's uh, it's a crucial point in the game uh, on this level, and obviously a rebo, a great goal. Um, from there, it, it's so crucial. It's absolutely. Uh, yeah, it, it's uh, it's such an important point for the last sort of two three minutes after after scoring a goal to not concede, and that's what we do. Um, not only one but two, and uh, from there on, obviously, like Dean said, it's it's uh, yeah, like I said, it's unforgivable to concede, concede those goals if uh, we lack in. Uh, what I see, obviously, experience. There's a lot of young players uh, in the team. A lot of changes today, like Dean said. A bit of a nervousness of the team as well. But um, 
uh, yeah, from there on, we we uh, we chasing the game. And obviously, uh, Adam Armstrong, I thought, had a good impact on the game. Uh, we had some good chances towards the end, but we uh, was not to be today. A very very disappointing uh, loss at, at home at St Mary's. Well, before we talk about the game in a bit more detail, here's how it panned out, courtesy of BBC Radio Solon. 225 minutes since they last scored here at St Mary's Stadium at the end of August against Chelsea. Defeats against Aston Villa and Wolves. But today is a new day as they look to recover. Southampton come forward, edge of the penalty area, 10 yards outside the box. Here's Mara. Mara tries to play it in towards Adams. Adams touches decent, tries to chip it over the goalkeeper and it hits the side netting. Three in the box, chipped in, aimed up towards Stuart Armstrong, off his chest, right foot is shot, and then it's in towards Pickford. It could have been an awkward one, it could have taken a wicked deflection. Larris is going to pick it up, and he drives 30 yards up the field. He's halfway inside Everton's half, better from Southampton, left-hand corner penalty area. Shea Adams plays it in towards Arebo. Arebo shapes to shoot! Arebo scores! That wait for a goal, nearly 300 minutes is over now. And it's just past the halfway mark inside Southampton's half. It's a right-footed chip in from Gray. And it's headed across and it's put in. It's Connor Cody who equalises for Everton. Two minutes after Southampton take the lead. It was poor defending. Awobi chipped in, aimed up towards Anana. It goes over Anana. McNeil's going to pull the trigger with a left foot. And gives Everton the lead. What a terrible few minutes it's been from Southampton, which was looking so, so promising. Dwight McNeil has given Everton a 2-1 lead at St Mary's Stadium. Here they come forward again with McNeil. It's a diagonal pass. Damari Gray could be in here. He has a shot. Vazuna comes out, makes a save. And it's a complete missed shot for Mopay on the edge of the penalty area inside the D. Arebo, he's got Adams forward, right in the box. Adam Armstrong wants it. He finds him. Is he going to shoot with the right foot? Oh, he doesn't. It goes wide off for of deflection. And out of play for a corner kick. Well, Prowse is going to put it in quickly. In with the right foot. Aimed up towards Kaletasar and he volleys it over. Oh, he should have hit the target. Everton won against West Ham two weeks ago. They've run here again as boos ring out at St Mary's Stadium. Dean, you did mention about the number of changes Ralph made, including giving three Saints players their full debuts today. Could that have been part of the reason it was such a dysfunctional or disjointed first half? Yeah, that could be one of the reasons, Steve. Um, I agree with that. Um, the two-week period without a game as well could have could have played a, a part. Um, I thought the players that came in today did okay, um, but probably if you look at it and you're completely honest, they're not quite up to speed yet, and that's not necessarily their fault. That takes time. Um, you need games to be able to get up to to uh, the level of the, of the Premier League. Um, so they all did okay. Um, the change of formation as well, I think, just made it a little bit disruptive. Uh, where really we've been playing a 4-3-3 a three, three, uh, most of the season and, and, and that's worked for us. Um, so why this change of formation again? I think that was to try and have a bigger threat on the game to create more chances and we didn't do that in the, in the first half. Um, but we finished the game strong. Um, the players reacted. Um, from, from going behind, which they've done all season. So you have to complement on that in terms of reacting from disappointment and trying to get back in the game. But it was probably just that little bit of quality um, that, that we're talking about. With You know, the, the Shea Adams scores at 1-1, which I think he should do. He probably has a, a too heavy a touch and probably tries to take too long to score. 
Um, Adam Armstrong probably should score the first attempt with, with the volley, but he's aware of the Everton player coming behind him. Um, and then the, the chance at, end, at the end, uh, right at the end in stoppage time um, from Shiletta Shah, where really, again, he should come in and score uh, and get a point for Southampton. So the Debutants did okay, but did it disrupt things? Yeah, potentially, um, but it just wasn't Southampton's day, I think, Steve. Well, let's discuss that uh, crazy five minutes as you described it, Dean, uh, starting with Joe Aribo's goal, which of course put Southampton ahead, Klaus, and it was a, a well-worked goal. Talk us through that one. Yeah, it's very, uh, very nicely played by Southampton, obviously coming off, uh, coming off the first half, coming into the second half with a lot of energy and uh, positivity. And I think the whole, obviously I'm not watching the, the, the live feed now, but uh, it's very nicely built up and, and the play from Shea Adams just tucking him back into Aribo and uh, taking an extra touch to, to get the best sort of shot off and uh, yeah, a great sort of uh, leading goal for us. Uh, and uh, we got the momentum at that time. So uh, yeah, great goal. Dean, we'll stick with Joe Aribo because we've seen plenty of good things from him, his style of play, how he gets first touch, how he can hold the ball up. How good was it to see him get Saints off the mark today? Yeah, really good, um, Steve, really good. I think it was his second goal of the, of the season. Um, I thought he took it very, very well. Um, he showed real composure in that situation. Um, we didn't snatch at the shot. Um, he was very, very calm and, and composed to two or three touches, which you don't usually get that time in that situation. Um, and a very good finish, um, you know, across the goal, kept it low. Um, so, yeah, he has that, that ability and um, he picks up um, intelligent um, positions on the pitch. Um, he, he's very good at receiving the ball. Um, he uses his, his body well. Um, I think there's more to come from him, um, but he's, he's done okay. And I think he will get better and better if he has that consistent run in the team. Um, and they find a position for him, really. I think he's played up front so far, he's played wide, he's played centrally. Um, so I think if he can um, cement down a, a position within the team and consistently play there, I think he can score goals at this level um, and have good contribution because he can dribble with the ball, he can go past people, um, and he's involved in the game a lot, um, which you need your better players to be. Um, so he did, again, another player that, that did okay today. Uh, but he took his goal very, very well. So you want to see him in those positions more because yeah, I think it was his goal against Leeds. Again, he was very, very composed. He took his time. He didn't rush it. And that was an example of that again today. So he has that quality and I think he'll get better and better. Klaus, barely three minutes later and Everton equalised. What went wrong defensively for you there? Well, I think when the, when the cross is coming, obviously... Uh, I think it's James Ward-Prowse and Niles at the, the back post. It's, uh, it's end of the day, too weak. They, they're not sort of... Uh, it's uh, Anuna, I think it's uh, the Everton player at the back post who, uh, who gets up quite early and they can't defend it. Uh, they sort of had it going across the box again and uh, we're not aware in the, in the box and it's 2-1. It's um, and I think... It happened so quickly, and it, it's like I said, it's it's one of those you, especially as a defender, you you want to make sure when you when you score a goal, you need to you need to keep it tight, you need to be organised, and you need to make sure 
everyone is in their place. Uh, and, and, and we're not at, at this instance. Uh, and when this cross is coming in, it's, it's, a, it's a set piece. Uh, we can organize ourselves and the back post we obviously it's it's, uh, it's a strong header from uh, from the Everton player but uh, we we get beat and uh, and obviously when when the cross coming in from from the header we, we're not aware again and uh, it's 2-1 and from there we're chasing the game it, it, it happens and it happens all the time but it's in these crucial moments you need to be uh, leaders, you need to be uh, sort of uh, organising your team, especially from set pieces straight after after you taking taking a lead or concede a goal. It's it's where the the game is lost or, or won. So uh, unfortunately for us today, we concede on on a set piece. Yeah, barely two minutes after Connor Cody's equaliser. We thought that Shea Adams should have put the, the ball in the net for Saints down one end and then all of a sudden Everton are down the other. And it's Dwight, Fig Dwight McNeil sorry, that, that puts Everton in the lead, Dean. Yeah, again, like I said, it was a, it was a crazy, crazy five minutes. Um, and you're right, I mean, the opportunity for, for Shea Adams, I think it's a poor pass from Tarkovsky. I think it gets intercepted by Arebo, a lovely reverse pass to, to Shea Adams. And I think he, he's aware that he has time. Um, and he has a bit, a little bit of a heavy touch, which gives Pickford a chance to, to make some ground out and, and, and narrow the angle and make it difficult for, for Shea. Um, but then it, the ball gets down the other end, and I think, um, I can't remember who crosses it for Everton, but we don't get out to the ball, we don't press the ball to, to stop the cross. It's a little bit too easy, we're a little bit open. Um, and Carl Walker-Peters just comes a little bit narrow, and I think, again, it's that little bit, that small detail where... He does the right thing to come narrow, um, to, to, to stop um, the Everton player getting a free header, but he's unaware that Dwight McNeil was behind him. And I think if he is aware of that situation, he actually tries to defend the first ball and win the first contact and actually tries to head it instead of letting it go. I think he thinks he's going to run out of play and, um, and then he doesn't have the chance to recover to get the ball quick enough. He is a lunging dive to try and tackle and try and block the shot. Um, and the keeper has no chance, you know, it goes in the near post with, with such power from Dwight McNeil. So it's just that little bit of awareness and that little bit of detail in, in both boxes. You know, if Shea scores, Southampton are 2-1 up. If Cole Walker-Peters headers the ball, it, it remains at 1-1. So it's, it's those vital moments where I think just the players need to be a little bit more aggressive. You know, maybe in the finish, Shea could be a little bit more aggressive, a little bit more belief. And Cole Peters can be a little bit more aggressive and think, I'm just going to head this, whatever. If I'm not sure what's behind me, I deal with the first contact and I head it. And Samantha are not far away, but you know, these moments are costing them at the moment. There was plenty of endeavour from Southampton towards the end, wasn't there, Klaus? But ultimately, no goal. What wasn't quite clicking in the final third today? I mean, Dean's just said there, perhaps a lack of, of aggression from the likes of Shea, but what would you say on that? Yeah, I think... Uh... Like Dean said, I think Arebo is, is, is a quality player. He needs to get on the ball as much as he can. Um, obviously, James Ward-Prowse being in, in the sort of sitting midfield player, he can only contribute where where his play is. Um, I, obviously, I think we're lacking some sort of... Uh, we were talking about before the game today, obviously, Stuart Armstrong being in the team today. 
I, I like Stuart Armstrong a lot. He, he can create things, he can pass people, he can uh, sort of make make things happen. Um, he had a few few moments today we, where he showed his, his qualities. Uh, but overall, I think, even though we're chasing the game, like, like Dean said, Shay Adams had a few chances. And, and uh, I thought uh, Adam Armstrong had a good impact, like I said, when he came on. Uh, should have scored on the first sort of volley and he had, like Dean said. But overall, I, I, I'm just thinking that we, uh, we're lacking that sort of final third quality. Uh, and uh, where it's going to come from, it's, uh, it's, it's it's down to sort of uh, players, individual players taking responsibility and, and sort of uh, taking charge of the game. I know it's difficult. It's it's, uh, it's Premier League and there's a lot, of, a lot of young players in the team today. There's a lot of changes and uh, a bit of nervousness and all this. But end of the day, uh, games in the Premier League is, is one or loss in, in these moments we're talking about. And, and today we're actually failing. Unfortunately. Well, let's hear from Ralph Hassenhutel now. Here's what the Saints boss had to say after the game. We had a good start in the second half where we were a little bit more on the front foot. And, but also in the first half, I think we tried to, to give early pressure. But uh, with the ball, we were a little bit hectic. As always, when we were a little bit calmer, when we create some good moments also in the first half. But uh, the decisive part of the pitch is the opposite box uh, where I haven't had the the clinical finish today and, and we had so many chances where we can yeah, score three, four goals today, I think, and we didn't do it. So this is the thing that, that, that is missing in our game. And then the uh, Premier League is, is, is brutal. It's showing you immediately what is what is happening if you don't score these goals and then you, then you concede them. And that, that is also, in a way, happened that is far too easy. Well, we'll put today to bed and we'll have a little focus on our next opponents because there's no easy games in the Premier League, but it doesn't get much tougher than a trip to the Etihad to face the champions Manchester City. Dean, what are your early thoughts ahead of that match? You're right, Steve. It doesn't come any tougher uh, than, than against Man City. Um, but Southampton always seem to raise the game against the, the, the bigger teams in the division. Um, and especially against Man City, they always seem to put really good performances in. Um, Ralph tactically always seems to get it does well against Man City, whether he presses them, whether he holds a shape. Uh, we seem to create opportunities, not too many, but we do create opportunities against Man City. Um, so I think, you, look, whatever the situation, whatever form you're coming into the game, you've got to believe that you can win any game. You've got to believe that you can perform in any game. And you've got to believe that you can get some sort of result in any game. And, and the players have to have that, whoever you're playing against. But Man City are one of the best teams, or if not the best team in Europe, and they've got some fantastic players. So as individual players, you want to test yourself against the best, and collectively you want to test yourself against the best. So uh, there's a chance for the players to, to respond and put in a good performance at Man City. But it would be tough, but you have to believe that you can get something out of it as a group. Undoubtedly, a, a tough fixture, isn't it? When you look at the the fixture list. But as Dean said, there, I mean, we always seem to put in a good performance against Manchester City. So, with that in mind, Klaus, how are you feeling ahead of that trip up north next week? Well, you've got to be positive, and uh, from now on to to uh, kick off against Man City away, it's, it's all about 
creating positivity is picking yourself up, is having good today, day to day training, it's uh, building team morale, it's, uh, it's, it's going to City, like Dean said, uh, in a very strong belief that you can actually get something because Man City is probably one of the best sides in the world at the moment. They they got so much quality, and if if they click, it's uh, it's very very difficult to uh, get the ball off them and uh, to defend against such a good side. Uh, if you're not sort of um, as a team, very very. Uh, Good organized and sort of uh, uh, in a in a very good frame of mind of, of uh, positivity. I, I think it's going to be uh, obviously we've seen so many times against Man City and and quality sides. We we do pick ourselves up and we make it hard for them to to beat us. And hopefully that can be the case this time around. But we we need to be hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. Well, Dean and Klaus, thank you so much for joining us today on Saints Live. And on the final whistle, well, it was a quick fire double that sinks the Saints on the south coast and a 2-1 loss to Everton at home to St Mary's. Next time out, it is a trip up to the Etihad to face Manchester City. It's on Saturday, the 8th of October, a 3pm kickoff. So we'll be with you for another Saints Live from 1.45 on that day. Have a good weekend and we'll see you later. Bye for now.